just fucking do it like this is your life this is your experience and i know it's easy to say like yes do it go try because it's obviously hard i know what it feels i've been there Mm -hmm. but you just have to like deal with it and there's gonna be bad days but also at the end of the journey you're gonna feel so amazing so powerful Oftentimes, you'll see these people who are wildly successful, traveling the world, accomplishing their goals, finding love, and you're like, damn, how did they do that? Like, how did they do that? How did they create wealth, health, and success? And how can I do the same? And in the midst of all the admiring and wondering, we forget that these people have probably gone through it to get to where they are. We see the final product, but we don't see what they've experienced. We don't see the nitty-gritty hard experiences of life. And then we compare it to our own lives, and we think, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not brave enough, I'm not confident enough, I can't do that. And that's why seeing the journey and hearing people's stories are crucial to your own success because you see that it is possible for you too. And life is more than just the shiny final product. And today, I have the most brilliant and when I tell you brilliant person to talk about this conversation with beyond his wildly successful social media career his amazing photography and his amazing vision for the world and his cute ass perfect relationship that we all see online that is just to die for this guest today is so much more than his achievements and his accolades. I'm dead serious. He is one of the most hardworking people that I fucking know. He is such an inspiring story that is going to leave everyone with such deep respect for him and his journey because he fucking worked for where he is. And it shows that all of us can accomplish our dreams and get to where we want to go in life no matter where we start from. And beyond that, he has the biggest heart. Literally the lion's heart that wants to take care and love everyone and show up for everyone and beyond all the success, beyond all the millions of followers and huge fan base, he is just the sweetest, most caring, loving person with the biggest heart who is going to show up for everyone that he loves. And I love this person so much and I cannot wait to share him with you. It's (coughs) no other than the Henry Jimenez. I'm about to cry right now. Thank you so much, Kayla. That was brilliant. Wonderful. I just see you for who you are. Like, you are so amazing, and you are such a great performer and, like, amazing on social media. But beyond that, like, you're literally, like, one of the sweetest person I know. Like, I always am telling, like, Hobbs, my boyfriend, I'm always just like, I just love Henry. Because beyond, like, all of, like, the fancy fun things and the craziness, like, you just have the biggest heart. And I just see that within you so deeply. I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so proud of you, babe. You are amazing. And everything that you said, I feel the same about you. You are so sweet. I always talk to Casey about it. I'm like, I love Kayla. And babe, you took pictures of our wedding. You were there in the happiest day of my life. So yeah. that for me was unbelievable. And I'm happy to be your friend. And your boyfriend <laughs> is also to me my husband's like really good friend from childhood, right? Yes, totally. Our boyfriends are like besties from childhood. Yeah. And I did photograph Henry and Casey's wedding. And that's how we connected. And I'm just so grateful to know you both. You guys are the best couple ever. And I can't wait for all of us to hang later, yes, honestly. Of course. We're going to get drunk and wasted <laughs> and party and dance. Like but we first, do. we're going to get vulnerable. Are you ready? Yes, are you ready to do this? Are you ready to strip down and dive in like we do on Skinny Dipping? 
Yes. Okay. I'm so ready. Who's ready to strip down and dive in? Yes. Woo! Fuck yes. Let's, let's do, do this thing. I just want to start with your story because <clears throat> I want everyone to understand who you are. Yes. Like some people are coming from your fan base. Some people are coming from mine. And I'm just like, okay, I want everyone to know your story. I think we see this, like I said in the intro, this shiny final product. We see what you want us to see, obviously, but we don't see everything that came along the way. So what is your story? Like, how did you get to where you are now? Whew, it's obviously a long story. Yeah. Well, let's start from the beginning. My name is Henry. I am 25 years old. I'm from Mexico. I'm from a state called Tabasco. Like the sauce. Yes. That's so funny. Everyone spicy. is like, yeah, I'm a spicy for sure. You're spicy like Tabasco, yes. baby. Yes. And growing up was probably one of my biggest journeys, I would mm. say. I came from a really religious family. And as you can see, I'm pretty open mind. You know, mm. like I don't believe in religious. I think I believe in God because... I grew up like that, mm. you know what I mean? So I come from a religion called Pentecostal, which is like a Christian Protestant. And honestly, like right now, it feels like a cult. Like Damn. seeing it from my perspective right now and from all the shows that I've been watching about cult. And I don't want to believe that it was a cult, but it kind of feels like that. You yeah. know what I mean? There's so many rules. Like, for example, women cannot wear makeup. Mm -hmm. They cannot cut their hair. Mm -hmm. You have to marry someone that goes to the same religion as you. Mm -hmm. You cannot dance. You cannot you, dance. You cannot dance. You cannot sing. You cannot drink alcohol. It's really... Close mind. <laughs> yeah, and what about being gay? Which we'll get into, your journey yeah. with that. That was obviously the worst. Just like a... That was like the biggest scene, probably. It was really hard. I literally prayed so many times, Kayla. Like, I literally woke up every day. I put on my knees, and I was like, God, I beg you. I don't want to be like this. Because you knew ever since you were young. Yeah, because I knew that I was going straight to hell. So I was really into church when I was like seven, eight years old because my mom would take me every Sunday or not even Sunday, like uh, like Monday, Wednesday and Friday Damn. and Sunday. Sunday was the day that we had to go. And for me, I always tried to think like why I was so much into church at that moment in my life. You know, I was on stage singing. I okay. was preaching, yeah. literally. Ten you, years old kid preaching. You, you know? were like, God praise. Yes, okay. yes. I was super into it. Right now, I try to think why. And I feel like something about my personality, I've been so competitive since mm. I was really, really young. And that has been something good in my life because yeah. that brought me here. You want to you know? be the best. Yes, I want to be the best. You are the I, best. I love the attention, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know you are, and you are I don't the know best. if I'm the best, but I really want to be the best. I yeah. really love to show my talents and my skills. Yeah, and you yeah. wanted to do that in that way through church? Yes, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, I went to church, and I knew from reading the Bible, you know, and from what the pastor used to say, like, being gay was a really big sin. So I knew that I was like, okay, I'm going straight to hell. And can I ask you, what age did you consciously think about that? Like, yes. around what age did you? I was like no. eight or nine or probably 10. Okay. I was such an innocent kid. Mm. Like, I didn't know what sex was. I was just, like, super innocent. Mm. I was really good at school, too. Really shy, well-behaved. And nothing compared to the person I am right now, honestly. I was yeah. completely the opposite. I'm so excited to finally update you guys about what's been going on on my hormone journey. And the reason why this is so important is because I finally got my comprehensive labs done and I had my first meeting with Joy last week and it went 
incredible. I can't wait to update you guys. So if you don't know, Joy is a place where women can come to find answers and own their health journey and truly start to feel like themselves again. They are all about the root cause. They do this by having you do comprehensive labs and then they pair you with functional medicine clinicians to find out what's really going on. And through peptide and hormone balancing therapies, they really help you with whatever you need. For me, my main thing was hormone imbalances and mainly low libido. And I had my meeting, it was incredible. It was so accurate that my sex hormones were just not where they needed to be, but it was also great to find out that some of the things in my chart were just like excellent and amazing. It was great to know that I was also healthy in other areas, but definitely it made sense my low libido, so they're going to be helping me with that moving forward. They were so incredibly knowledgeable and I felt so safe and heard and understood and I just cannot wait to dive deeper in and really see the changes with joy because these one-on-one consults with board certified clinicians paired with the labs paired with whatever they're going to have me take the peptide and hormone balancing therapies I really think it's going to work I really think I really think so I'm so excited because it's safe effective and scientifically backed so I want you guys to join me on this journey because I don't want to do this alone so it would be so fun if you also wanted to do the labs and I'm going to give you 20% off of any labs this is going to be so amazing because you can actually figure out what's going on these labs are so comprehensive you're going to go to choosejoy.co slash skinny dipping the link is going to be below and the code is skinny dipping choosejoy.co slash skinny dipping to get 20 percent off of any labs today go check it out and message me and let's do this journey together yay i'll update you guys and we're going to go into that because that's a really interesting topic. Yeah. So I knew that I, I was going to elementary school and I was like, I like that. That kid is cute. I start having feelings. I start mm. like thinking, okay, I'm not like my brothers. I have five brothers. Yeah. Wow. They're all straight. So I was like, I guess I'm not like that. Like I mm. was into dancing. I kind of like love listening music and watching movies and you know, I always wanted to see what was beyond my little small town. Yeah, you, know? you always felt like different. Yes, I always than felt everyone. like I didn't belong there. That I wanted like go and explore, and that's how I learned English. Because I was like ten years old kid, I was like, I need to learn English. Because one day I'm gonna be traveling the fucking world. Yes, and I'm gonna, you know, English is international language. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, I need to get the fuck out. Yeah, so I need yeah. to have the resources to do that. Exactly. And can I just pause you for a second? I just really want to ask, like. Feeling like you didn't fit in, feeling like that the way that you felt was a sin or even everything from like dancing was like a sin and feeling so enclosed and confined by the society that you were raised in. How did that make you feel when you were that age? Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Like like I said, I was like praying, literally praying every day. I was like, why am I like this? One time I asked my mom, like, mom, I feel like I'm gay. I was like 12. Oh, were you so moment, scared? I was so scared. My family was probably the biggest wall in my life. Like mm. they were the last people to tell them. Because yeah. I was so scared because I didn't want to disappoint them. I think that was mm. the thing. I didn't want to like feel bad for me or something. Yeah. So when I told my mom, my mom was like, Henry, love. God loved the sinner, okay. but he doesn't love the sin. So okay. I was like, so my mom so was So he like, was like, he'll fix it for you, basically. Yes. Like, she was yes. like, And I was trying to understand, yeah. So I was like, mom. And at some point, because I was like, why if he doesn't fix me? You know, like, because I've been trying so hard 
to be fixed. You know, I'm going to a church every day, you know, like literally giving my life. On your knees, praying. On my knees to God. Like, but what if you fail? What if I never change? So she was like, well, there's some people there who are just like that, but they're not sinning. So it was kind of like, okay, you're gay, but you don't have to show that you're gay. Or you don't have to act like you're gay. Mm-hmm. I can never be with a man. You know, like it's in me, but I will never will be able to do anything related to that. You yeah. know what I mean? So she kind of just told you like, oh, well, it might not go away, but you're just going to have to kind of get over it. Exactly. Ugh. So it was like, oh, my God, this is getting harder and harder. Yeah, that's so tough. Fast forward a little bit, like you're growing up, you're feeling confined. And was there like a moment that shifted and you were like, I need to change? Like what was next for you? It didn't at that moment while I was living with my family Mm because I was like, I wasn't brave enough to be like, oh, yeah, I'm gay. I'm going to live my life, you know. So I was like, yeah, I cannot do that. So I come from no money. I went to public school in Mexico and going to public school in Mexico is it's a little different compared to public school here in the U.S. Okay, in what way? Because you don't have, like, good education. Like, they don't worry about you growing up as a student. You know, like, the teachers, they don't give a shit, practically. Yeah. And mostly people that go there are really people that are, you know, like, they don't have money at all. Yeah. They're, you know, like... It's very classist, it's it sounds very, like. Yeah. yeah. Mexico is really classist. That's another topic. Like, growing yeah. up, like, a gay, brown, poor, it's really fucking hard Def- to make it, you know? Like, totally. To get out of there, it's just like, I feel at some point that I had everything against me. It sounds like it. I, I mean, was like, you how- really weren't set up for success within society. Yes. I was like, how am I going to make it? Like, there's nothing good in me except that I'm smart, but I guess that's all I need, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, to get a nice job in Mexico, you have to come from a really, like, good college. Like here, you know, yeah. if you obviously go to Harvard, yeah. you probably have more chances to get a nice job. Totally. So it's the same in Mexico. You have to go to really nice universities. So one time I sat my brothers and I was like, I have five brothers. The three older than me were working at that moment. They were making good money. And I told him like, hey, guys, if you support me to go to a private school, I will help you. I will do anything. I will pay you back. I will like do anything you want. And my brothers were really supportive, honestly. Oh, my gosh. Okay. They I were, thought that was going to be a different Yeah, term. yeah. They actually, they were really supportive. They taught me how to use Photoshop. They got me, like, a book to learn English. They are amazing. My mm-hmm. brothers are my biggest inspiration. I love mm-hmm. my brothers with all my heart. They gave me my first camera, by the way. Wow. Yes. It was so funny because they couldn't afford it, but they just okay. paid me, like, six months in yeah. college. They were like, I'm sorry, Henry, we cannot do it. But that was enough to really learn something in my life. So you literally only went for six months because that's what they could afford. Yes. And then they were like, sorry, like yeah. we can't, we can barely pay for our own shit. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, yeah. We can't send you to school. Yeah. yeah. This little boy from a small, smallest town in Mexico moving to a big city called Guadalajara. Okay. To a really fine school, you know, like a really bougie, wow. fancy university was shocking for me. Yeah. Was tough. Reality check. I was at some point in my life that I was like, Henry, you need to like become into another person. Mm-hmm. And I did. Wow. Because the way I dress, the way I used to talk, the way I used to walk, I feel like I didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. Like imagine, like this literally feels like a movie, like a soap opera. Like mm-hmm. every time that I see it from that perspective, this little kid moving to a fancy school 
and all the kids are talking about all the trips they do, everything they got, you know, from their parents. They come from wealthy families. And, yeah. And it's me, Henry, you know, like, yeah. you know, literally, like, I had to walk to my school or I had to take a bus, like, an hour from a ham to my school wow. every day. Not wearing, like, fancy clothes at all. Yeah. So I was, like, I felt so insecure. It was probably one of the toughest years in my life because I feel like it didn't fit in. And I was, mm-hmm. like, you have to fix yourself to, like, try to fit in because that's we all want to fit in, right? We all want yeah. to feel accepted at some point. Of course. I think that's just, like, an innate human thing to feel accepted. I mean, when you go back to, like, caveman days and you think about, you know, where that all began in our brain, like, we want to be accepted because when we are in a group, we feel safe, we feel protected, we feel secure. So that has carried on into present day where we want to be accepted. We want a group. We want to fit in. And that's just a part about being human and how our brain works. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yes. It's like it does help us in life to be able to get along with people and to fit in. And you probably just felt like a fish out of water. Like you were just like, where am I? But something that I learned, you have to be true to yourself. I was like, I had to be true to myself. Mm. everywhere I go no matter the changes no matter where I am no matter my friends you have to be true to yourself Mm -hmm. but obviously at the beginning I wasn't and I had to like so many times I have to be a completely different person you know but like it taught me so many things in my life Mm. what did it teach you we are just human beings and we are just in this life for just a little moment so we don't have to ashamed about where we come from we don't have to feel ashamed of who we are we don't have to feel ashamed of our physical appearance like we're beautiful in our own way literally i feel like every human being is wonderful and we're here for a reason Mm, chills i wish i knew this back in the day but at at that moment i felt so insecure you needed to go through the journey though and it's like yeah all the odds were stacked against you in so many ways and i feel like somebody could take that and this isn't really who you are and somebody could take that and they could be like poor me this sucks yeah or they could take it and they could be like fucking watch me fucking watch me do something with everything going against me fucking watch me show up so can you tell us about that journey and how you started to break out of your shell and kind of where the momentum started to pick up for you so i'm a really visual person Mm -hmm. so i start to bet yeah (laughs) yeah i see i see you like looking up while you talk when you like look up while you talk it's because you're visual (laughs) totally so imagine i'm me in the middle of the college I'm like in my classroom, literally watching how everyone moves, how everyone talks, taking everything that I could mm. to become this Henry that is going to fit in. And I loved it. I had a great time after that. After that, I was like, okay, you know what? This is me. This is who I am. I have like three jobs. I was working on a call center mm. to pay my rent, to pay my clothes because my brother was just paying like um, college. Yeah. So something that it was pretty interesting, I moved there by myself. I remember being in the airport, like my mom was like, okay, Henry, I'm sorry that we cannot take you there. Moving to a completely new city, imagine. That's so scary. So scary. Like that was the first time I took a plane in my life. I was 17. And you were by yourself. I was by, I didn't even know what check-in was, checking a bag. Yeah. I didn't even know. Like I asked my brother, like, how do I check in my bags? Like, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Like, what does what that do mean? Do? Where do I put where, it? Like, where did the bags go? Yeah, literally, <laughs> like, literally. No. Like I say, I was so innocent. And when I moved there, I was so amazed by the world. And that's something that I try to have all the time. I even that it. I travel the whole world right now 
I, you know, have a good life. I try to stick to myself at that moment in my life and be surprised by everything. Little everything. Like uh. right now, this is my first podcast. And I try to make it like, oh my God, this is the most wonderful thing in my life. Oh, and when you do that, when you constantly live in awe and live in gratitude, the universe is just going to give you more to be grateful for right. and more to be yes. in awe for. And you've shown that. Someone told me once you stop doing that, once you stop being amazed by the world, by the tiny little details, it's like you start dying. Oh my God, it's so true. And I've been thinking about this so much lately because whenever I notice, like I go through periods where I just like feel like I have my sparkles a little bit dimmer, I'm yeah. always like, what's the difference? And I'm like, I'm not in awe of mm -mm. everything. Mm -mm. And as soon as I shift to awe and just feeling like everything is wonderful and everything is new and exciting, yeah. that's when my sparkle just like comes back. And exactly. I'm just like, this is me because when we can embody who we are when we are a kid, when everything is new and everything is exciting. And it's beautiful. It's a great Life feeling. Life is beautiful. Life it's the best amazing. feeling. Yeah. It's the most high vibrational feeling to yeah. be in gratitude. Yeah. It is going to bring you so much in yeah. return when you but just we sit in that. sometimes we forget about it i forget honestly. about it all the time all the time when i go to like a fancy restaurant you know like i go to fancy restaurants all the time this is like my normal my daily but i'm like i literally smashed my face and i was like, henry no like be grateful you have yeah. food on your plate you're in a great environment you're with people you love mm. you're like in the city of your dreams i'm literally living in the city of my dreams you've always wanted to live since here. i was a kid I, really? was, I grew up watching the kardashians and i was <laughs> like one day i'm gonna be living in la oh my god and living my best life wow and i forget about it and i'm like no henry mm. no this is something that you've been working so much mm -hmm. to get to this point of your life don't mess it up and <laughs> be fucking grateful be like fucking we are grateful. here exactly yeah uh. so i still pray i go in case he knows that i go yeah. on my knees i pray god because you know i believe in god somehow but i believe I in the too. universe i believe in in energy mm -hmm. i believe that there's like a bigger power up there in the yeah. universe that lead us to every way in our lives and you know it's like I'm so blessed, honestly. Mm, you are. And like going back to when you got on that plane, what I keep hearing and the word that keeps coming in for me is just like bravery. Like how the yeah. fuck are you supposed to be that brave? And for you in that moment, do you remember like how you gathered that bravery to be like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to this school. I am going to get on the plane for the first time by myself. I'm going to move somewhere completely different. Yeah. I'm going to begin to change and shift my life. Do you remember like how you gathered that bravery? Yeah, so it's so funny because I feel like the way I gathered that bravery is because I was so excited to see the world outside. Mm. And I was like, there's so much out there to explore, to feel, to meet. There's so many people that I'm going to meet. That filled me up. Mm, the excitement. Mm, yeah. The excitement yeah, fueled the excitement. you. You were like, it doesn't even. And that's the thing that I feel like we get confused. You know, excitement and anxiety can be the exact same feeling, but a flipped coin, right? Yeah. And we can take that feeling of, oh, my God, there's so much out there. And we can feel overwhelmed by it. And that's going to lead to this anxiety. Or we can just be like, wow, there's yeah. so much out there. And that's fucking scary, but yeah. that's fucking exciting, yeah. you know? 
And, you know, like at that moment in my life, I didn't even know what anxiety was. Mm. I start having anxiety right now, like from all the jobs and everything that I do. But that's, you know, that's growing up. I feel like it's part of the adult life, I mm. would say. But at that moment, it was just excitement and happiness. And obviously, I was really scared. I was like, yeah, how the fuck I'm going to make it? You yeah. know, how the fuck I'm going to survive? I literally had to learn how to survive. Yeah. I literally had to learn how to be social because I was so shy. Mm. So imagine like my first beer was while I was living there and I was 19. My first beer. Damn. My first time going to a club. My <gasps> You're first a baby. Time, I was a baby. <laughs> like at you 19. Know, you, see, you see the 17 years old kid, but he was like 12. Yeah. You know, in his mind, he was 12. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like it did something on me because I always been like really healthy. I always been really like mm. mature, you know, growing up. I feel like that gave me a lot of skills or I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy to think that you were so shy because you're so good with people. And I feel like that's one of your superpowers. I feel mm -hmm. like that's something that has got you to where you are now is just like literally just being likable and loved by everyone and just oh, like just you. like having such a great personality. I I feel like that has Yo, do you feel no. like that's helped you oh a lot a hundred percent that's yeah. it's been like probably 10 percent talent 90 percent being social and being a nice person and being sweet and being like because i love people like yeah. i love being and people nice love you I'm baby like, love <laughs> no you. seriously but you know something that i learned this is an advice for everyone if you're nice to someone and that person is not just remind to yourself they are the problem yeah not you totally yeah and you totally. are just so nice to everyone and not everyone will like you exactly and we're that's not just like life. a gold coin to everyone is not gonna like us but like you know you have to try to be nice to everyone and totally yeah. and just be your best self so you went to school six months you're like okay no longer have my brothers paying for it what was next on your journey while i was there you know i learned so many things obviously but i went to my first gate club Oh and I want to really get into that experience because that was iconic. Yes. And before we go into the next chapter, I really want to share one of my first gay experience because it was Please. lit. It was yes. like. And at this point, had you like been with a guy at all? Yes. I mean, I was with a guy even in my hometown, but it was really like a secret. It was Super really secret, like, yeah. you know, like sneaking in, you know, mm -hmm. like sneaky. So when I moved there, I was like, okay, I'm ready to explore my sexuality. You yes. Know? You're like, it's here. time. And, and Walhara is the gayest city in mexico <laughs> thank god yeah i was like <laughs> i need to be here <laughs> yeah so i remember going to my first gay club and i remember taking an uber i went by myself so at that moment my roommates didn't know i was gay because okay. i wasn't ready to came out yeah so i was like okay i'm just gonna go by myself i'm gonna explore let's see where <laughs> this takes me you know i got the uber i went to the club this club called Envy in Guadalajara. It was like a really fancy gay club. They mm. had the fanciest gay club in Guadalajara. I got there and I just started dancing. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go crazy. I wasn't even drinking. Okay. So I was completely sober. Okay. <laughs> at this gay club. At like, this gay what club. What a crazy experience. By myself. <laughs> and I remember I was like, Henry, okay, just go with the flow. So I started dancing, you know, moving my body. You know, like my slutty version of myself started yes. coming out. And there was this guy. I remember that guy perfectly. This was this white boy with a suit. I guess he was by himself, I guess. Yeah. With a bottle. He had a table. So we started, like, you know, like, looking to each other. 
Mm. Mm, you know, like I'm really good with eye contact. That is like I feel one of my biggest skills <laughs> in my life. It's like I'm so flirty. Mm, you are. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, are you flirting with me? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you? I'm, I'm like, crazy flirty, but it's just like my energy. My, yeah, my energy and my nature. I would totally. Say. Yeah. In like a lot of like energy work with like your chakras, like your sexual energy is the same place where your creative energy is stored. So mm. I feel like you just have a lot of that like solar plexus. Mm. like shine that like I don't know you have creativity and like sexual exuding yes. energy mm -hmm. and that's just like part of who you are yes. and it's a gift Yeah, it's a gift flirt with it. everyone I I make it. everyone <laughs> fall in love with you I swear I to god it so much. it's a great talent but like I was super insecure at that moment though okay. don't forget about it but like okay. don't something forget. on me was growing you, you know? felt your like, true self coming yes, out yes so you were looking across the room you were making eye contact with a sexy white guy <laughs> in a suit well he wasn't that sexy he was you know, like a regular okay, guy but yeah no he was sexy he was okay hot. he was so hot you're like nah <laughs> so i saw him he was so funny because he was in a suit like he looked like a sweet boy low-key you know mm. he was like charming you know so i was dancing and we start making eye contact so he was like hey guy come in come to my table so i was like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah. So I started like, you know, like walking up to him and he was like, you want to drink? He was like, I guess he was drinking champagne or something. Anyway, he gave me the champagne and he was like, hey, where are you from? Whatever. What are you doing here by yourself? And he was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm partying. And bro, I didn't bring my wallet with me. I'm so, I was so dumb and my phone was dead. Oh, no. So I was like, okay, this guy is the only way to go back to my place because he can take me or get me an Uber or something. Okay. So I was like, okay, no worries. You'll be fine. Just start hanging out with him. And I was like, hey, so what's next? Like the club was going to close in like an hour or so. You know, what are we doing next? He was like, you want to come to my hotel? And I was like, oh, my God. Like... <laughs> I was like practically virgin at that moment because I, I didn't hook up with anyone in that yeah, city before. Yeah. So I was like, damn, like he wants me to go to his place, but then how do I get to my place? Like, I don't want to go with a stranger. Yeah. You know, you don't have your phone. Yeah, I don't have my phone. The it's the first time that I'm seeing this guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know who he is. You yeah. Know, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? So I was like, hey, but like, I need to go to my place. Like, can you get me an Uber? And he was like, I can get you an Uber after. Like, come hang out with us. Like, I'm with a friend and I. Uh, have a really nice room you know in the hotel so you're gonna like it so it was like Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, eh. you're like, let's I was do like, it. Okay, you're like, sounds it. good to me. Let's yeah. do this. I thing. was like, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, his driver picked us up. We went to the hotel. Bro, he got the fucking loft of the hotel. Holy shit. It was insane. It was like a massive ass suite. And this was like, I mean, obviously you like stay in amazing, crazy places now, but back then that was like obviously, your first time shocking. ever yeah. seeing like... Bro, I don't remember being in a nice hotel before that, you know? Yeah. Like obviously, like, so that was for me like, wow, this is insane. I was like a Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, you were Cinderella. You were like, <laughs> yeah, oh my friend. Yeah, literally. So I was like, damn, I feel like I have a great power i can get any man i want you know yeah like, you know like i can be wherever i want to you saw that you could be in those spaces exactly, like exactly. you could be in the fucking loft of a hotel if in this i want crazy to room. yeah yeah exactly i mean you were there yeah i was there so anyway uh we start drinking and he was like super into me we started making out i was like okay having fun but i didn't want to have sex okay. like i really didn't want to I was, and i was like 18 i was 19 18 19 so i told him hey i have something i have to tell you he's like what i'm virgin were you a virgin though <laughs> no i wasn't <laughs> okay <laughs> 
<laughs> you just were like, no, I wasn't at all. You were like, I just. But like, need to I was like, how part. do I get out of this situation? You yeah. know. So I had to lie, and I was like, hey, I'm virgin, and I'm not ready yet. But he was so polite and so sweet that he was like. Oh my Oh my god, it's fine. We don't have to. Let's just cuddle and you know, like if you want to stay here, you can stay. Or if you want me to get you an Uber, you can go. And I was like, no, I'm staying. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I want to snuggle. Yeah. That was a risky thing because I, I wouldn't do that right now. That's fucking, you know, dangerous. You know, there's yeah, so many like no one take his advice. Don't yeah, do that shit. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do it. But, like, don't go to a random man's hotel room. So there's so many like dangerous people right now, mean people, evil yeah. people. Like you don't mm. know who are you getting into it. Totally. He was super nice and the next morning i wake up we have breakfast and i left and i never saw him again never never i didn't get his instagram like i don't you don't know his name i don't know his name wow yeah. but like he left a lasting impact on you it sounds like a randomly big impact yeah what was that impact from experience you know yeah. I, it was like a beautiful experience that i will never forget i feel like that showed you that you could be in those spaces yeah. like i feel like that showed you that like that type of wealth and that type of success was like possible and you could be part of it right, right. bring us back to like when the momentum started to kick up like okay. you literally had all the odds against you like oh. you literally gay darker Brown, skin yeah. like short <laughs> sexy yeah. at least you're sexy and yeah. smart you always had that going for you and then also just like not having the best like financial support yeah. or support from your family obviously feeling very Damn. confined within your church like so tell us like how you got to where you're at now because guys where you're at now is like insane from where yeah. you came from well now that it's here for now it's crazy it's and now crazy. you're talking about it's crazy my best friend until now, he was my roommate. We were going to the same college. His name is Mario. Mario, I fucking love you. Yes, love Mario. You so much. And he taught me so many things. Like, we always talk about, like, so how wealthy people, like, dressed up, how wealthy people talk, where wealthy people go. Because I was trying to fit in. So he taught me so much. Like, I feel mm. like he taught me just to be a regular person, you know, like, he's the best. Wow. And he told me, Henry, your future is not here. You have mm. to move to Mexico City where everyone is. Like, all the celebrities, all the influencers, like, you know, all the entertainment happens, and you should move there. Mm. But I was like, bro, I have no money. Like, how am I going to do that? He's like, you know, just try to find and get a cheap place, get a job. Well, you'll figure it out. Look, mm. Listen, I'm moving. I'm doing, like, a exchange to Mexico City for, like, a year or six months. So you can come and stay with me, and we can hang out, and we can meet a lot of people. Wow. So you should do it. And he saw something really special in he you. He believed in you. He believed in me. Like, like I feel like no one ever believed as me as much as he did, except by my hobby and my <laughs> other best friend. But we always talk like we have kind of like a relationship <laughs> because he's a straight. Yeah, but you guys do. Well, like, do yeah, but you guys uh, do. Like you guys do have an intimate, like deep relationship, even super, if it's not yeah. sexual. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. Even if he's not gay. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, I went back to my apartment. I was living in this tiny little room. I remember perfectly the day I went into the rooftop. I literally lay down. I put earphones on and start watching the stars. And I remember the song that I was playing at that moment. It was That's my favorite song that I told Casey Day that you have to play that song. Because yeah. that was a game changer yeah. in my life. What song is it? What's Up by Four Nam Blondes. How does it go? What's going on? And I say, hey, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that I song. I love that song. And so what was that moment? You laid back. You were listening to that song. And I was like, Henry, you have to go. Mm. You did what you had to do here. Mm. It's time for a change. Wow. It's time for something new in your life. And I don't know how you're going to make it. 
I don't know how it's going to happen, but I believe in you mm. and it's your time. Wow. So I was literally laying down, listening to that music, that song, and I was like, okay. I went back down, bought my <laughs> ticket, and I moved to Mexico City. Oh, wow. Yes. You know, I love everything and anything science-backed, and my skincare needs to be the same. This is the only thing that I bring with me on all my travels, and literally, very often, almost every day, people ask me about my skin and how it's so glowing, and I can attribute it to one skin. I'm absolutely obsessed because I was so sick of having so many skincare products. I just travel too much. It's no fun. I want something that's simple and science-backed and effective. And OneSkin is basically founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience. And after testing thousands of peptides, they discovered OS1. And OS1 is what makes my skin incredible within OneSkin. It keeps it healthier, it keeps it softer and smoother, and it does this at the root. It does this underneath the surface level. I'm absolutely obsessed with OneSkin, and the main reason for this is because it's science-backed and it works. OneSkin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level. It targets the root causes of aging so the skin behaves, feels, and appears softer and, and just more glowing. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. And I don't know how long this is going to be available for, so just go get it now because I don't know how much longer I'm going to work with them and how much longer this will be available. I'm going to give you 15% off and it's so worth it. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you I would not be working with them if it wasn't worth it. Get 15% off with the code, all caps, skinny dipping at oneskin.co with the code skinny dipping it's also going to be linked below remember that we only have one body one skin and only one you so let's do this with one skin and then did it start to like kind of pick up momentum a little bit in your life yes so i moved to this little apartment and then i started like you know taking pictures of people around mexico city i started reaching out about a lot of you know girls like kind of a small influencers mm. and i was like hey, hey i would love to take pictures of you like i already like kind of did like a portfolio in guadalajara before moving there okay. so they saw my work on instagram yeah and luckily they just started replying to me and they were like yeah let's do it so i started like taking pictures of, like, cute girls around. You know, people start, like, knowing me. It totally. Was, yeah, You're just it, getting out there. It was get, yes. Yeah. Like, amazing. it was slowly, but kind of, like, they were, like, who's Henry? Like, I like his picture. He's kind of, like, cool, you know? Yeah. But I didn't share anything about my life at that moment. Like, it okay. was just my portfolio. So I met this group of friends. They are my best friends. We built, like, a little, like, influencer little house. How do you say okay, it? Like, a yeah. team. Yeah, a team, yeah. So we were five guys. And one of them, his name is Sergio, and his mom is a big actress in mm. Mexico. Okay. She made so many novellas. She's yes. really famous. And he's also really famous. You okay. know? And back then, he had, like, the most following on Instagram. Mm. So he kind of, like, pushed me and kind of, like, helped me to build my career. Wow. So we became really good friends. And we had this plan of traveling Mexico City, traveling, making content, mm. you know, kind of, like, documenting our life. And we did it for, like, a short period. But we were, like, literally backpacking. One time we went to Cancun and we had to sleep, five of us, camping on the beach or, like, literally sleeping in the car, like, literally struggling with food because we were so broke, dude. Damn. That's how my career starts. So 
I remember the first time I shot him and he posted the picture on my Instagram mm. and he got like 40,000 likes. So wow. f- like for me, that was like a shitload. That is a shitload. That is a shitload. That's a lot of a people. A lot of people. And I remember getting so many followers after him. Like people reaching out to me like, hey, I love your work. I want to work with you. And then I started reaching out celebrities. Wow. After that, and you know, they were answering my DM. They were like, "Yeah, let's shoot, let's shoot." So that's wow. how I started building my career. But before that, Kayla, becoming famous was a huge dilemma in my life. I was so scared. You, you had a fear of like being known. And you know why? Why? Because when you put out there, people are so fucking mean. Yeah, it comes with the fucking territory, man. Like we were saying in the beginning, like not everyone is gonna like you. Exactly. So I want to get into that because it was tough. It was really, really, really sad and like it was like a depressing moment in my life. One time I was doing a live with Sergio on Instagram. I had like 40,000 followers, you know, and he was like, I don't know, he had like 300k or something. Mm. And he was with me and the comments in that video where these people were like, what are you doing with the son of the mate? What are you doing with that ugly guy? Like, really mean comments. Mm. That guy's a faggot. You know, like, being fucking mean. Yeah. So I was in shock because I didn't even know what to say. I didn't know how to react. What is happening? So that created, like, a fear. You're like, people are going to judge me. People are going to be mean. Like, maybe I don't want this. Yes, Like, exactly. everything I've been working for, maybe I don't want. A hundred percent. And I remember Sergio telling them, like, why are you guys so mean? And he, he turned off the phone. And he told me, like, bro, you're amazing. You don't have to like listen to all these stupid people. Yeah, all the bullshit. All the bullshit they're saying about you. Because that's not true. Yeah. I know you and you're amazing. Fuck it, bro. Yeah, and what is the mindset shift for you that it took for you to be like, okay, like, I do want to be in the public eye. I know what it comes with. I know that my dreams also come with things that maybe aren't so dreamy, like people judging you, people being mean, people projecting onto you. And what was that mindset shift for you? Like, if someone out there is listening and they're like, well, I want to be seen by people. I want to be known for this talent that I have. I want to do this, but I'm so fucking scared to be seen. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be ridiculed. I don't want to be made fun of. What would you say to them? Fuck it. Like, if you really want to do something in your life, do it. People are just broken out there. Mm. And they're jealous. They hate their life so much. That's what they want to attack you. They want to put their anger, yeah, on someone. Yeah, on someone. And it's not about you. It's, it's not, not about, about you. It's about them. Yeah. And making mean comments about you, it's a way for them to make them feel better mm. or to, like, relieve their anger. Mm. And that's something that I learned after that because I went back to my apartment. I was crying. And I was like, Henry, you're putting yourself into something that I can hurt you a lot mm. or it can make you stronger. Period. Woo! And yes. you have to decide mm. if you want to do it or not right now. In that moment, you in were like, "Am moment. I? Fu- do I fucking want this? Yes. Like, literally, I was watching myself in the mirror and was like, are you going to be able to deal with this shit? Or are mm. you just going to give up and cry like a little girl? No fighting for your dreams. Literally, I was like, Henry, you're right. Fuck those people. You're going to prove. Because, you know, something that I feel like I always think about is like, when you tell me that I can't do something, when you tell me that I'm not able to do something... Mm. I want to make it more and I want to make it better. Mm. You know, like for of me, it's been like, yeah. I love when people tell me, yes, I love when people tell me, oh, you're not good enough. You're not going to make it. Mm. Watch me. Watch me. Hold my tea. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> 
And when you're done, get me another coffee because that's going to be the dynamic here. Because yeah. <laughs> you are the yeah. boss now. Yeah. No, honestly, dude, that's so fucking amazing. And it's so true because, I mean, I've even struggled with that. I remember the first video that I had that didn't go viral, but that went viral and then went to the wrong side of TikTok. And then oh, it's just wow. like, TikTok's just mean. Like, it's mean, yeah. I just like remember like all the hate comments I was getting and like DMs about something I said that people misconstrued. And I still felt like what I said was my truth, but like people didn't like it because, you know, I said something that really hurt their ego and yeah. really called people out on their bullshit. Fuck. And I just remember sobbing, sobbing for like three oh days because God. I couldn't, I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. And I was it's, just, it's a lot. And dude. my mom was just like, Caleb, this is what you fucking want. Like, this is part of the job. It's part of exposing yourself out there. It's so the vulnerable. It's so vulnerable and such a scary. People are mean. Yeah. But ever since then, any hate that I've ever gotten, goes right over my fucking yeah. head. I don't even let it hit me anymore. Sometimes you just need that one moment where it hurts and where you feel that yeah. pain to realize that that pain wasn't as bad as you thought it was. Yeah. It and this hurts, is just the beginning. It, Trust me, I yeah. love haters. <laughs> like yes. at this moment in my life, I fucking love haters. Yes. Like, yeah, took all the bullshit you want about me because, you know, internet is like a um, blade of two sides. Something can get miscommunicated. There yeah. was this huge gossip about me that I steal money out of this girl, which all of that was completely misinformation. Mm -hmm. This girl just put like this in the internet and just took shit about me in her way. Mm. You know? Wow. It's like she, not even she, true. Yeah. She just put there what she wanted to put. Mm. And I never went to talk about it because I was like, I'm not going to give him power. She wanted to be famous. That's literally all she wanted. Just wanted attention. Yeah. And, you yeah. know what she said one time? She was like, Henry did steal all this money from me. He did blah, blah, blah for me. And he never introduced me. Barbara Raheel, which is this famous girl. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, that's all you wanted? Like, yeah. for me, introducing you famous people? No, fuck that. So I was like, I'm not going to give you that power. I don't give a shit. You can tell whatever the shit you want about me. Yeah. I know who I am. Yeah. And people know who I am. My friends know who I am. Yeah. And you I don't know have who to you show, are. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, internet is such a scary place where mm. they can talk shit about you. Listen, just I'm going to put you an example. All right. If I go right now and I say, like, Casey have done this to me. He's such a bad person. He like whatever. A lot of people are going to believe it and they're going straight to him and make him feel shitty. Yeah. Horrible. No. Yeah. So what is like actionable advice that you do to not let that fear stop you? Like, what do you do? Do you just not pay attention to it? Do you try to like move your body a lot to like not be in I, your head? Like what do you do? I try not to. Well, what I do honestly is embrace those fucking comments. When someone's mm. talking about shit about me, like I said, I love haters. I kind of like it when they talk shit about <laughs> me. I'm like, yes, bitch. You're spending your I time Because I imagine on me. them, like, they're fucking, like, wish their life mm. I want so much that that's why they're so mean to me. Yeah, Like, totally. bro, if I hate someone, if I really don't like someone, I don't follow them. Period. I never, ever made a bad comment about someone. Same. Ever. Same. Why? I don't have time for that shit. Exactly. I have important exactly. shit going on. Yeah, I don't have time to waste my time Period. with someone else. Period. So coming back to your story and your journey, it's like you began to kind of gain traction as a photographer and then things just kind of started to yeah. snowball into place for you. And like, where are you at now? Like, what is life like for you now? Like fuck nicotine and join the fuck nicotine movement now because small ripples make big waves. I am absolutely obsessed with my Ripple. Ripple is a British startup owned and operated by a brother and sister duo, which we love with the mission to get the world off nicotine one plant-powered puff at a time. 
And basically Ripple, it's this really cute device and it's a 0% nicotine aromatic diffuser that you can puff on with plant-based ingredients, an organic base, natural aromas, and a non-addictive formula. My favorite one that I have that I have right now with me in Argentina is the Boost. That's pomegranate maca green tea. And this is for immunity and strength boosting. And I'm absolutely obsessed. I love this brand. I've had some of you try it and you guys also love it too. So you can get 15% off your first order or actually any order. 15% off any order with the code skinny dipping. Yes, that is the code skinny dipping. It's going to be linked below what the website is to check out Ripple and check it out because they're actually just such a cool brand and I'm obsessed. Life has been great. Like right now I've been like growing so much lately on social media that I yeah. feel so grateful for all the people that follows me there. I have a, such a beautiful audience. I call them mijitos and mijitas. For me, I'm not like fans or followers. For me, I like family. Uh, and that's yeah. how I try to build all the time. I really want them to feel connected with me. Like, Community. Yeah, like I'm not someone impossible to reach out. I'm mm. there for them. You know, mm. if you ever like try to like share something with me, I'm there to listen to them. Yeah. So at this moment in my life, I'm just like making content, creating as much content as I can. I really love to create crazy things and yeah. if you guys go to my page i always try to like step it up my game you're always stepping it up and you're so creative and you're also traveling the world constantly. constantly you're in love i'm in love that's you're enough. married yeah. we should do another podcast and go into that i know like, i want to have both of you on at some point yeah, like let's i think do that'd it. be so that fun. would be so fun talking about the marriage life yeah I'm you're living your dream life dude and oh, yeah. you just like I mean, we talked about in the beginning where you're just like, wow, now that you put it like that, I'm like, whoa, like yeah. I did manifest this life. You literally saw what you wanted and then went on the journey to get there. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. Like it they wasn't. did not set you up for success, but you proved everyone wrong. And here you fucking are. Here I'm a fucking Literally love. like yeah. just like claps to you, dude. <laughs> like you, I just love. love you so much. And I really want to talk about like the fear and the bravery because I feel like that's like the biggest part about this is like. You were scared, but you did it anyway. And I like to think about it like when I first started to learn how to surf. Like I was so fucking scared. Like I was like terrified and I was yeah. like, oh, my God, like I can't get on the waves like I can't do it. And then my friend who's surfed since like she was like literally a child was like, Kayla, I still go out on days and I feel like a beginner and I've surfed my whole life and I'm so scared, but I just do it anyway. And that's when I realized that bravery wasn't the lack of fear. It wasn't not having fear. It was being fearful, but doing it anyway. So what would you say to people who are just like, I want to go out there. I want to go beyond my comfort zone. I want to go into the unfamiliar, to the <coughs> unknown. I want to accomplish my dreams. I want to fucking do the damn thing. Yeah. But I'm so fucking scared. Well, life is scary. Period. But life is about taking risk. Mm. What I would tell to my younger self is like, Henry, you're beautiful. You're amazing just the way you are. You're in this life for a reason. Mm. We're all in here for a reason. If you don't try it, how are you ever going to know if you can make it or not? Mm. For me, it was like, am I going to try it and try as hard as I can? Or am I going to die not knowing what could happen in my life, you know? Mm. You're going to give it your all. Yeah, give it all. Like, my advice for everyone would be like, go for it. Stop playing safe. That's what I'm yeah, hearing too. Is exactly. like get out of your comfort zone. And you know something that is important. And actually, Billie Eilish say one time, "Yes, Billie, we're all gonna fucking die yeah. one day, and no one 
gonna remember this you know yeah. so yeah. fuck it just fucking do it like fucking this is your it. life this yeah. is your experience and i know it's easy to say like yes do it go try because it's obviously hard i know what it feels you i've know. been there mm-hmm. but you just have to like deal with it and there's gonna be bad days but also at the end of the journey you're gonna feel so amazing so powerful and there's so many things in my life that I really want to try right now. And I'm scared to, like, I'm acting. And I'm so scared to, like, not, like, being the successful actor. But, like, what is success if you ever wonder to yourself? Mm. For me, success, I define in days. Like, did I learn something new today? Mm. Did I make something different today? Did I meet new people? Am I happy? Uh. That's successful for me. That's, like, being successful. I just got it doesn't so many mean chills. how much money you have. It doesn't mean how much fame you have, how famous you are. That doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. And I know it's so cliche to listen to that, but like it's true. Like it is literally money doesn't buy happiness. It doesn't make you happier. You experiences in your life, like how happy you are in this moment, like how all the goals that you're trying to achieve are you like actually working on that. Like, all the achieve that I always wanted, that makes me happy. Totally. I got such crazy chills because it's so true. I love that you're measuring the amazingness of your day by the experiences and what you're experiencing, not what you see in front of you physically. And something that I really see within your journey, and and tell me if this is accurate or not, is that all throughout your journey, I see you focusing on all your wins, all your small wins, even when you barely had any, even when it was just having that conversation with your brothers and getting them to pay for school school or having that first experience at the gay club like it seemed like each time that you had a small win you focused on the wins instead of focusing on everything you don't have you focused on what was to come and everything that you could create do you feel like that's accurate 100 percent. yeah like i'm sorry i just got like i i went into my deep self and i was started thinking about like my life for a moment It's crazy. Your life is crazy. crazy. It's so inspiring. That's why I wanted people to hear your story because that's the main reason I wanted to have you on. And and I texted this to you and I was like, the reason I want to have you on is because your story shows that no matter what odds are working against you, when there's a will, there's a way. Like if you want something, if you're going to take the actionable aligned steps towards what you want and your purpose and the life that you want to create, everything is going to happen for you. And you've proven that. But you know, like I also feel like because I always have this conversation with Casey. Do you believe in luck? Of course. To an extent. Or do you not? I do. I do believe in luck. Okay. But I also believe in like hard working, you know, in like I manifesting be- something. Yeah. Because everything in my life, I manifested so much. Mm. I manifested living in LA. Mm-hmm. I manifested like talking in a different language. I manifested like living like a celebrity. Yeah. I manifested marrying the man of my life. I never had a boyfriend before. Yeah. Before Casey. He's yeah. my first boyfriend, my first husband. And I manifested oh. so much. Literally, I was like, I want to have a boyfriend that is not from my country. Not because I don't love Mexicans. I love Mexicans. But yeah. like, I wanted someone from a different culture. Oh, someone yeah. that I can learn something new. Because, you know, I'm a learning person. You love to learn. I love to learn. And that's what I see from you is you were fueled and you were inspired by awe, by excitement, by curiosity. You were always curious yeah, about so life. Curious. Yeah. And I feel like... When you stay curious and and you stay in that child energy of like wanting to learn and see new things and experience new things and learn new things like that is you living in your most authentic self. That is you living in your truth. And yes, like you manifested these things by putting them out there and wanting them so deeply, but you also constantly took aligned action to get there. And that's why luck is a part of it. Manifestation is a part of it. So it's all hard work. It's all connected. Casey tells me all the time, like Casey, if you guys don't know, he's my husband. 
But he tells me like, I was very lucky. And I do believe I'm very lucky. I'm mm. a lucky person. You know, like the phrase like, you attract what you are. Yeah. That's so true. And the thing is, you were in this environment where you were who you were. You had all these layers covering you up. And at the end of the day, you are who you are now. You were sparkling. You were bright. You were brilliant. You were all these things. But you were within, like, a culture and in, like, an environment that impeded you from being those things. But you were always that. So as yeah. long as you continue to live in that truth. And I see that once you started really embracing who you are and living in your truth and dancing and singing and appreciating and just, like, being the right person you are and when you stopped letting people dim your sparkle that's when those brilliant and those sparkly amazing things were attracted to you because Mm -hmm. that's who you are you have that sparkle and I feel like I don't ever want to put like us versus them mindset but I do think like especially a lot of people listening to this podcast they're gonna feel like I have that sparkle too they're gonna feel like they have that sparkle within them and they just need to uncover all the layers that are holding them back from that because I feel like once you started being yourself that's when things just opened up for you oh hell yeah amen amen and then like yeah you came out to your family how long ago was that whew that was like three years ago. That was yeah. a huge thing. Actually. That was a huge thing. I remember that. I never felt so brave in my life. Wow. Honestly. Do you remember the moments like prepping for that? Like, did, were you so nervous? Like, Okay, this is something that I really want to talk about. Whew. I'm going to make it into a long story short. I came out with my mom like four or five years ago. Okay. I was 20 or 21. I was living in Mexico City in the moment. I went to Tabasco to my hometown. I was driving the car. She was next to me and my little brother was in the back of the car. And I remember my brother asking me. I was ready to tell my mom. I was ready, but I didn't know how. I felt like a huge ball here in my neck. Mm-hmm. You I felt was it. ready to tell her, but I didn't know how, bro. So I remember perfectly. We were driving. My mom was in next to me, and my brother was like, Mom, if you had a gay son, because my brother kind of knew, because I posted on social media before, but my mom is not on mm-hmm. social media. So okay. she heard rumors and stuff. Mm-hmm. My cousins or brother probably told her, but she refused to believe it. And she, I feel like she wanted to hear it from me in order for her to believe it. So my brother was like, mom, if you had a gay son, what would you do? And I was like, boom, my heart stopped beating, bro. What yes, yes. I was like, damn. And I was like, it's now or never. It's now. You didn't even let her answer? Or you let her answer no, first? No, I let her answer first. Look, so I was like, it's now or never. But like, I wanted to hear what she had to say. Yeah. Oh my goodness. She went off. She was like. I will never accept a gay son. <sighs> I barely remember all the things you say, but like, it's a completely scene. I would just pray every day of my life for him to get fixed, for him to heal. Like, there's no way I could have a gay son, you know? And I was like, why not, mom? Mm. You have a gay son. And she was like, what are you talking about? What is gay? And I was like, mom, what do you mean? What do you know what a gay person is? A gay who likes another person of the same gender, you know? Yeah. Like I mean, like other boys. He was like, no, Henry, I cannot believe it. That's not you. What did I do wrong? Like, and you're like, have you met me? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, this is the gayest person you <laughs> ever going to meet. You're like, the closet was glass. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't know how you were around her, obviously. No, I, but. Yeah, I was pretty like, you know, like with my mom, you know, with my family, I feel like I'm pretty... More masculine. More masculine, and pretty more like, you know, like this huge layer over me. Yeah, yeah, you were protecting yourself. And we were discussing the whole ride all the way to our home, our house. And I remember going to my room and locked the door because she was crying and going crazy. And I mean, she wasn't yelling, but I, it was so sad. It was so depressing. I was like, 
I don't want to deal with this shit. Like, mm. I told you who I am. Why don't you love me? Why don't you accept me? Come on, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like, yeah. this is who I am. And I try to fix it so many times in my life for so long. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I gave up. This is me. Yeah. So I went to my room, I locked the door, and we didn't talk the whole night. I remember laying on my bed, and I just crying, crying, I was crying, crying until I fell asleep. And the next day, it was so funny, because a person that follows me, you know, a fan, came into my house. Like, bro, I live remotely. I live in such a rural, rural neighborhood. And this person came all the way to my house. That was the reason my mom came into my door and knocked me, like, at 12 a.m. next day. She was like, Henry, there's someone that I wants to see you and talk to you. And I'm not mean with my followers. I'm not mean with my fans. Like, I'm the sweetest person with mm. them. But that wasn't okay. Why are they at your house? Why are they at my fucking house, bro? But what like, weird timing also. Yeah, exactly. Such a bad timing. I was like, mom, I don't want to see her. And she my mom was like, but they drove an hour to come to see you. I was so mad. I was like, so euphoric. I was like... I don't give a shit. I don't want to see anyone. And that's so disrespectful. I don't want anyone to come to my house. I mean, if when I'm on the streets, when I'm like, even when I'm like, you know, when I'm eating, I really hate that when I'm eating and people come to me. But I'm like, okay, yeah, like, you know, let's take a picture. Let's, you know, it's fine. But I I don't like when I'm like in my home, in my place. It's sacred for me. Of course. So I was like, no, I'm sorry, mom. And they had to leave, you know. Mm. I was like, I'm not going to do it. And a lot of people are going to think, okay, why the fuck are you being so mean? But like, no, 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 like, no, 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 no. It's my space. No, 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 no. No one right? should come to your house. That's so dangerous also. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's dangerous don't do and scary. That. Like, that's, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. I yeah. would never, you it's know. It's just disrespectful. So disrespectful. Anyway. So they leave and then do you, so you and leave. your mom talk. Yes. So. Okay, but for some reason, can I just say, that was supposed to happen. Like, that, was that person was supposed to come so that you could get out of your room yeah. and that you and your mom... Well, we didn't talk about it after that. You didn't? No, we never got into a topic at all. Into she just, a topic like, at pretended all. Yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah, she pretended she didn't hear that. Even now, I feel like she wants to refuse to mm. believe that. Anyway, two years later, here's one thing that I really want to talk about. The video, yeah. me telling my mom that I got engaged mm-hmm. with Casey. Whew, that was really, really, really weird because we got engaged in Alaska. Mm. Casey proposed to me in a glacier. It was, f- was fucking beautiful. Looked amazing. It was, it was magical, bro. Yeah. I posted on social media and I was like, my mom is going to find out. So before she does, I want to tell her. Yeah. She knows already that I'm gay. So scary, though, because you guys hadn't talked about it in like years, three years. Two years. Two yeah. years. Wow. And I guess she's going to like be more chill about it. So we came from the trip two days after she, I got engaged. I was home and I was like, this is going bad. This is going to be bad. Mm. I knew it. This was going to be bad. Like mm. me marrying a guy. But at some point I was like, you know, I'm marrying a beautiful gringo, beautiful American guy. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to move to the U.S. Like life mm. is going to change for me. Mm. She probably is going to be happy. Like she's probably going to be. Oh, she knows she, um, you're getting married just from the fact that you're getting married. Just from the fact that you're in love. Mm. I have some hope. So back in my apartment. And I told Casey, Casey, give me your phone. I want to film this. I want to document this moment. Mm. And the reason I did it, and this is goes to everyone, because a lot of people ask me, like, why did you film yourself? Like, on TV, bro, mm. people were judging me and saying, like, 
why this guy filmed his mom and he's exposing her this way, you know? Because that video went viral. Yeah. It was all over the place. My friends in... Because others need to <coughs> see that. Exactly. So, my friends in fucking Japan, they were like, Henry, I saw you on TV on Friends. It was huge. It was in all the gay magazines. But at that moment, I didn't do it for that intention. No. I set the camera because I wanted to show my friends and Casey's family how hard it was for me growing up as a gay as a gay boy in Mexico. Because mm. I told them, yeah, my mom didn't send me, but I really wanted to believe it. Yeah. You know, you don't believe it until you see it. You wanted to feel understood. I wanted to feel understood. I wanted to feel like this is not something that I, I'm just, I came out with it and I'm now making myself the victim. It's real. It's happening. It's in my life. And it's been something that I've been struggling so much, but like, this is me now, mm. you know? So I put the camera on the tripod and I remember I couldn't say a word. So in the video, I'm like, yes, I'm getting married. And the video is, it's crazy. And the next day, I remember crying. I was just crying, bro. I was just... It's sad. I was just so sad. And I was like, why am I going through this? Why my mom can I be like Casey's mom? You know, like, but maybe that's, that's my journey. You mm -hmm. know, universe knew that I was strong enough mm -hmm. to deal with this and to inspire people with. Did so many people, like, message you and it's be like... It's crazy. Okay, so... Yeah, tell me about the impact. Impact was crazy. So, after two days, I came back on my social media, I came back on my phone, and I saw the video. And I was like, this is crazy. I need to share this. Mm. I called my best friend, and I asked him for advice. Because this is going against my family. Yeah. You know, like, exposing, like, a really sensitive part of my life. I don't want to put my family out there. It was so hard for me to deal with, but I was like... I have a voice. Mm -hmm. I have a big voice. And a platform. And a platform. And a lot of kids out there. You always hear s stories of like, I remember seeing these two guys here, uh, like these twins, Rhodes, I don't know if you ever heard mm -hmm. of them. They came out on YouTube and their family was so supportive. And mostly of the coming out stories are really supportive. Mm. But it's also like the reality of the, the reality, world. Yeah. And what so many Sh people yeah. are Showing this with. vulnerable part of reality. Mm -hmm. So... My best friend was like, you have to do it. Mm. Do it. Post it. What? You're not even close to your family. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, I love my family. I love my mom. You know, yeah. like, that doesn't make me hate her. I love her with all my heart and my brothers and my everyone. But like, I was like, I'm going to do it. Mm. And I told Casey, baby, should I do it? He's like, I bet you're going to help a lot of people out there. Mm. You're going to change so many lives. And I was like, okay, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh. I posted and I turned on my phone again. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to know how this is going to go. Ah, oh, my God. The impact was crazy. And then it went fucking huge, huge viral. And the amount of messages of little boys telling me, like, Henry, you gave me so much hope and bravery. And I literally just came out with my family right now. And I'm here by myself. They kicked me out of the house. And I'm here by myself. And I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm so grateful for you for doing that. It was such a beautiful moment, though. Isn't that crazy that, like, one of the most scariest things for you, like, to put that out there, to risk, you know, exposing your family, and that was, like, probably one of the toughest decisions you've had to make. Like, yeah. isn't it crazy that something that was so tough and so vulnerable for you could literally change somebody's entire life and make them realize that they want to embrace who they truly are? 
Like that is the impact of sharing and that is the impact of social media and what I like to call social media because we do have this platform. Everyone does. Yeah. Everyone in their own way can influence people in their lives it's and can share. And you can, can be influence people out there. And to be vulnerable gives other people permission to do the same. Yeah. And like the fact that you did that, like literally when you were telling that, like you see my fucking face. Like I'm like trying not to fucking cry right now oh because Lord. I feel so inspired by you because I know that even though I share a lot, I still don't share the most vulnerable things. Of course. And, really I, and, scary. And, and, I, and I don't either, you know, like it's scary. But doing that literally probably saved lives. Because when people are not being themselves, when they feel like they are suppressed and hidden from who they truly are, like they end up hating themselves. Exactly. And like, there's nothing more beautiful in this world, in this life, than being true to yourself. And when you are true to yourself, it's like, it's, um, yeah. Everything opens everything up for change. you. Everything, like right now, I see myself and I love myself. I feel like the hardest guy alive. I feel so powerful. I feel like, I'm obviously, you know, I'm a humble guy, but like, I feel like. <laughs> no, embrace it. I feel beautiful. I feel like, bro, you're fucking amazing. You, you know? are amazing. But like before this, I didn't feel this way. Mm. And it's because I, when against all this bullshit that I am where I am right now. Mm. And that is why you are who you are. Yeah, exactly. And, who I am. And you can help other people Yeah. through that process. And yeah, what is your takeaway from all of it? Yeah, you have to like embrace yourself and don't be feared to show other people who you truly are. Doesn't matter if they're your family. Mm. Doesn't matter scariest. if they're your best friend. I always thought that my friends would hate me for being gay. My family would hate me for being gay. And I was like, if they hate you, they're not your family. Mm. They're not your friends. Mm. So the people that are going to love you, they're going to love you just the way you are. So true. So true. Yeah, like, yeah. And you found that for yourself. You found family. You can still love your family from afar, but like you found like your immediate family here. And, I've, yeah, and the people are going to have your back and show up for you yeah. and, and love you unconditionally. And like that is just like the best feeling no, in the world. Exactly. And you have to lose your old life to get your new yeah. life. You have to let go to step into yeah. what you want. Yeah. And your family is not the place where you're born, you know? Mm. Your family, I feel like you build your family. Am I wrong? I feel no, like I you, agree. My friends are my family. Me Casey's too. family is even more my family than my own family. Yeah. And I love my family, but I just I feel so misunderstood when yeah. I'm with my family. I feel yeah. like I'm like an alien. I'm mm. completely different to them, but that's not something bad. It's just no. how life it is and how things are. And the fact that you were different also gave you an opportunity to have a different life. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important to everyone listening is just like a beautiful reminder to be like, okay, like if you want something different, sometimes you have to be something different. And sometimes that's being exactly who you are. Most yeah. of the time that's being exactly who you are and, and stop trying to be everything for everybody else and right, right. start living your life for you. And you've done that so beautifully. I love you so much. I love you. Is there anything else that you want to say? For everyone that listened to this podcast, I'm so grateful that you got to this point to finish it. I feel so relieved to share this part of my life that you guys get to know me more. And all I want to say is like life is beautiful. Like literally every time I think about it, I'm like life gets better mm -hmm. if you want to see it that way. If you work and build it that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
hundred percent. Life gets better and better. Yeah, and you have to see it that way. Yeah. You have to believe even in, that that's possible. Even in the worst moments of your life, like when you know when I've gone through that, obviously, and I'm still going. We're human beings. We suffer, and life is like a roller coaster. It's mm-hmm. like up and downs and up and downs. But like, try to remind yourself how lucky you are every single day of your life Mm. and get surprised by the little tiny details Mm. that's my biggest takeaway from this too is allowing the wonder and the awe and the curiosity of life to guide you because what is beyond your comfort zone is beautiful and you've proven that through your story and thank you so much for sharing your story with us because i feel like we could talk about this all day i can talk about with my friends who don't have a similar experience as you at all like we could talk about manifestation and creating the life that you want but i think what people would say is like well I don't have the resources I wasn't set up in that light and that is true there is privilege involved in so many aspects of life but also it is possible it is possible and you've shown that and you've created this beautiful life for yourself and you should be so fucking proud and you you inspire me thank you so much for having me I'm so happy we get to do this because we've been talking all this for (laughs) months or years I don't know but like it happened in the right moment in the right place at the right time the fact that we get to be here in Spotify studios like are you kidding me this is crazy and like the fact that you're my first guest in the studio it's just so so divine you see how life is like life puts you where you have to be exactly exactly to connect with the right people in the right place and oh my god this is fucking amazing <laughs> i know like it's wonderful like i feel like and this is your first podcast yeah, and the my fact podcast yeah and like the fact that people see so much of the fun side of you and i'm so glad that they got to hear your story because yeah. you are such a special person beyond all the pizzazz like Ooh. which i love the pizzazz i love the fun but like you are a very deep person yeah. and like you do hold so much perspective with your story and i'm yeah, so glad yeah. people got to see that side of you today yeah where can they find you? Where they can find me on my social media. I'm on Instagram at Henry Gimenez and TikTok at Henry Gimenez Carebox. So yeah, amazing. And we'll come back soon and we'll do an update episode. And yeah, we have, have Casey to do, um, on. Yeah, we have to like. There's so many topics that we can dig into, though. I know, I know. It's and crazy. you and you have so much to your story. And like, obviously, this isn't. I feel like, like we can talk for hours and hours. We really could. We really could. But we're gonna get kicked out. No, we're not. <laughs> but <laughs> we're not. But we could. I don't we know. Could, though, yeah. We- I literally love you. Thank you so much. Before we sign off, can you just give us one like final tidbit? What do you want to leave us with? I love you so much. Um, Thank you so much for sharing your story. I love you so much. Well, I would say just fight for whatever makes you happy. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of, you know, boundaries and circumstances, but you are stronger than you think and better than you think and amazing and beautiful. I love you guys so much. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, so fuel up with them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. If you are like me, sometimes you can forget to feed yourself when you're super busy, and that's why I love Factor. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious and great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore and you can have as little or as much as you want every single week. And if this interests you at all, I'm going to give you guys 50% off only for Skinny Dipping listeners. So head to factormeals.com slash skinny50 and use code skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month.
Win-win. That's code SKINNY50 at factormeals.com slash SKINNY50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check it out. It'll make your life so effortless and nutritious. As the weather is getting warmer, it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I've wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul and I don't want to spend a fortune. I'm constantly wearing the 100% washable silk slip dress and people ask me all the time where I got it from. I've also now got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking on trend year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Kintz cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Kintz only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know is so important to me when it comes to clothing brands. Get warm weather ready with Kints. Go to kints.com slash skinny dipping for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash skinny dipping to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kints.com slash skinny dipping. 